Episode 42 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, bustingballspod at gmail.com. You're listening to us through either our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloud.com slash busting dash balls, or on the PWOM Podcasting Network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. You can now find us on Spotify. Search for Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic football TV shows. John and Jeffrey review, rate, and reminisce about fictitious football on TV. John, what's happening, brother? Well, I know we just don't usually start with it, but uh, how about we kick off with MLS, or lack of, rather? Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, usually we, we, we say this for the end of the news, um, and rightly so, because honestly we don't really rightly care about Major League Soccer for the most part. Um, if I were to... Under normal circumstances, I would have discussed the fact that the Portland Timbers did win the MLS's back tournament and then uh, turned around and in their first game back at home in Portland, uh, they got washed 3-0 by the hated Seattle Sounders uh, in the Cascadia Derby. But that all seems to pale uh, in comparison to what took place on Wednesday night. Now... This all started at the behest of the Milwaukee Bucks NBA team uh, when in response to violence and and police violence that included two protesters being murdered by a white supremacist in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, which, you know, the the Bucks are pretty close to being from Milwaukee. um, The Milwaukee Bucks took a stand and did not take the court on Wednesday night. Um, None of... The NBA game scheduled that night uh, took the court, and uh, the WNBA also did not play that day. Uh, several Major League Baseball games were called off, as were five Major League Soccer games. Now, one did kick off, uh, Orlando versus Nashville. That did go on. However, uh, the other five did not, and that included Inter Miami versus Atlanta United, FC Dallas versus Colorado Rapids, uh, Real Salt Lake versus LAFC, San Jose Earthquakes versus the Portland Timbers, and th- this is the one. I mean, when you, when you know it's serious, when this game gets called off, the LA Galaxy versus the Seattle Sounders, two of the biggest clubs in the um, league. Yeah, and the biggest market as well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, one of them, yes. Certainly, but 
Yeah, this, this was some serious shit, and you know what? Uh, more power to them. Yeah, totally. You can't fault it. Um, particularly, you know, in light of other things that have happened this week. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's big. You know, it's bigger than just football. It, it's it's a way of making a political statement without being directly political, and more power to them for that. Yeah, and it, it was a uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm not following them one bit for for not playing for a, 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 any of the teams that uh, did not play on Wednesday and, and, and moving forward. I, I think the NBA is starting to come back now. Although both yep. both LA teams in, in the NBA wanted to end the season right then and there. Uh, LeBron James uh, infamously walking out of the meeting. Wow. Um, I mean, LeBron, uh, LeBron's had it, he, he says. He, he says he, he has had it. He's yeah. LeBron tends to be on the right side of these things as well. He's he's not uh, not a Michael Jordan who, frankly, kept himself out of any any issues whatsoever that arose. No, Le- LeBron is aware of his position and is happy to use it in the best way. And and you know credit to the the clubs and MLS that stood behind their uh, stood behind their players and supported supported this uh let, let's call it what it is everybody says it's a boycott it's not a boycott it's a strike yeah absolutely it, 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 it's a strike it, it's the closest thing to a general strike we've had it's a protest totally yeah and uh so more more power to them i i am not gonna fault them one bit and uh i just want to say yeah I, I personally supported you know their their actions seconded because... <laughs> they have because yeah, we, we we are we are a football podcast. We we do like to talk about the sports that do happen, but sometimes we need to talk about the sports that do not happen, and you know for extremely good reasons. Absolutely. So, uh, and I, I think anyone who may have listened to us up till now are pretty. Uh, we we have not exactly been silent about where we stand on on such <laughs> issues. Not in the slightest, because you can't be subtle these days, frankly. Yeah, I mean, we, we, yeah, we, 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 yeah. I think you could pretty much guess which side of the spectrum we fall on. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna make any bones about it. So, um, the more power to them, and uh, yeah, and 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 once again, Black Lives Matter. Period. Hundred percent behind that. Uh, so. With that in mind, let's get back to football that did happen, or you know everything is going on. I think the the, the biggest story in football right now, of course, is the fact that Arsenal beat Liverpool yesterday in the first uh, <laughs> in the first in, 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 in the, the further proof that the Community Shield is a glorified friendly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. And we can tie this into our previous topic too, because of course, um, you know, in the night before leading up to the game, we we found out about the death of uh, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Thank you. I I don't know why his name <laughs> slipped my mind. I'm going to edit that part out. Uh, it, in the night leading up to the game, uh, Chadwick Boseman, the actor who played, you know, among other people um you know james brown 
Thorgo oh, Marshall that's... and and T'Challa in Black Panther oh, uh, had had passed away uh, from uh, from colon cancer at the Stay far up. far too young age of forty three. Um, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, of course, gave tribute. Uh, you know, what, 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 Wakanda forever. Uh, both both you, when he scored his, his the opening goal and uh, after he made the winning penalty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, uh, you can't fault that. Um, not at all, because frankly, it's it's something I didn't almost expect to have the cultural reach it did, even over here. Over here, America, I can understand it because Black Panther. I I saw that in America in L.A. Um, in fact, in Man's Chinese Theater, is it, is it still called that? Like, I'm not sure. Yeah, it, uh, it is. Yeah, um, I saw that. I think. My family and my friend who went there, we were the only white faces in the cinema. And man, they, you know, just being represented on the screen in a blockbuster like that was so huge. It was, yeah, I, yeah it was a wonderful experience to watch it. You know, you get yeah. the proper sensation of it. Um, but yeah, on the front, um, Arsenal, they look like they know where they're going again. Um, it rem- They remind me a little bit of, Gerard Houllier's Liverpool, oh. which is which is a compliment. Yeah. Um, you know they they know they are not going to go toe to toe with the dominant clubs of the day because you know if they try if you try and attack <laughs> Liverpool or Man City, they will slaughter you. They they will kick your asses from you know seven ways to doomsday. They you know it's set a low block, um, look to break on them. There's a plan there, and it's it's really good. Um, Liverpool, we uh, uh, maybe didn't have you know we, we didn't have Trent Alexander Arnold for a start off, which um, I, I, that gave uh, Arsenal a certain advantage for the first goal. Um, with Nico Williams is still developing; he's a good player, but still developing. Um, and I was much more encouraged by the second half because um, we were planned, we were dominant. We and again, you saw Liverpool thing. We by the end of ninety minutes, we had Arsenal run off their feet. You know, if it got the match gone another ten, fifteen minutes, <laughs> I, I think Arsenal just would have been lying flat out for the most part. Yeah, I, I but, think I think definitely the turning point of the match for you for for your side was when Nabi Keita and uh, and Minamino, uh, it, did oh, I get that name right? Uh, yes, uh, yeah. came on. Yeah, yeah. Um, again. Nabi Keita, especially towards the second half of last season, was starting to show what we bought him for. Um, he's got dynamic. He plays little balls that break the line. And he's so powerful. It's just, you know, he can go through players. He can almost bowl anyone over. And he's such a good eye for a pass. Um, and Minamino, really, again, really nice finish. Um, really energetic. Look, looking, you know, like he's had that half season to acclimatise the Klopp system to the Premier League. Um and yeah, and you know, a thing I found really interesting was um, with the penalty shootout because this year with penalty shootouts, VAR is involved. They are making sure you know that keepers stay on their line, so they can't you know perform too many theatrics. They have to have the two feet on their line, and if not, the penalty gets retaken if you know if the player misses it. And the two keepers didn't really get near saving penalty any of the penalties. 
So yeah, it, it was. It, yeah, I I did notice that. Now, yeah, the, it, you know, we we won on you know a um, you know because uh, who who is it? You your uh, who? Rian Brewster hit the bar. Yeah, he he hit the bar. Yeah, your uh, your your new uh, your, your new sensation hit the bar. Um, oh, yeah. but yeah, you know, which was lucky for us. Um, but you know, can we can we again? State for the record, Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang loves him some Wembley. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, another brace at Wembley for for Aubameyang. Um, it's also, <laughs> I, I'm not sure Ainsley. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that Ainsley Maitland Niles was actually the man of the match, but no, I that, think it was sent. But it's his birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Well, and that being, but that being said, um, play well. He, he played well. I don't think we should be trying to sell him off. I'm just going to go no, out and say it. Like, I, yeah, I don't think we should be trying to sell him off. Um, but that being said, uh, Mikel Arteta has now won two pieces of silverware in eight months in charge versus the 16 that Unai Emery was in charge. Yeah, and the other thing, he's actually challenging the bigger clubs. He's actually giving them a game rather than, frankly, you know, to a certain degree, Arsenal become a little bit of a walkover for the top clubs. And yeah, no. And now, as I say, he's he's got a plan to do it. It's early stages, yeah. And I, you know, he's going to have to deal with the fact, you know, um, you've got your your best players are either old or out of favour, or you know, they don't fit into the club. Um, but you know, it's interesting, you know. Can he bring through um, Saka, and can he can he you know Tierney, you know, progressing Tierney? I th- I think it's going to be a really interesting season for Arsenal, which we'll probably deal with in a bit of depth next time. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's reason to be a little more optimistic about the season. So I don't know if you're going to challenge for the league, but I would I would say the Champions League spots are eminently get gettable. Um, because I don't think Chelsea and United are that great in particular. You're right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is ultimately a glorified friendly, but it is, you know, it, it's nice to, you know, start on a positive note. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, and, yeah, I know certain Liverpool fans have had hysterics about it, but, you know, it's I, we, we had the, exactly the same result last season, you know, lost it on penalties. It went pretty well for us after that, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, in, in other uh, cup finals or, or trophies, uh, we we would be remiss to not mention the women's community shield, which played yesterday. Uh, Chelsea beat Man City women two nil uh, in a match that saw Jill Scott get sent off for City. Yeah, that I I didn't see the match itself because I was out yesterday. Um, I only heard the post-match interviews with the the Man City manager. Was, I don't know what she was sent off for. Um, so uh, double yellow for something. Double so. yellow. Oof. And yeah, but the, the first goal in that game, I've seen that higher, and my god, that's a great goal. Yeah. Um, on that note, uh, Champions League and Europa leagues all over. You know, uh, both both men's and women's ha- have wrapped up. Let, since we're talking about the women right now, let's uh, wrap that up. Lyon, Olympique Lyon, beat Wolfsburg 3-1. The most 
dominant force they are probably they are to the club game what the u.s women's team are to the international game frankly yeah you, know, you, you just 79 you, years something like that they've been in the final yeah if, if you see leon on the on the on the uh on, on the roster you know that chances are they're gonna win it pretty much they're, they're a dominant you know you know the last club this dominant was probably peps barca and even then, they had more of a vulnerability than this Olympic team. Olympic team, yeah, a good old Olympic Lyonnais. Yeah. So, uh, well, congratulations to to Chelsea women and uh, and Lyon women. Uh, I know the uh, yeah the uh, the women's Super League uh, will be starting up next weekend. So uh, oh. I'll be I'll be keeping an eye out for that. Uh, go Gunners, of course. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile. As the, uh, the, the, the qualifying for both Champions League and Europa League have kicked off, uh, the, uh, the last year's tournament finally kicked, wrapped up. Um, well, John, you were right. Bayern Munich. No, 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 no. You, you were right. Bayern Munich won it all. My God. Did they, they fucking are. destroy Barcelona? That's the biggest match of the whole season. Barcelona, frankly, disintegrated. 8-2, I believe, was the final score, was it not? It was very neat because it was 4-1 in both halves. <laughs> yeah, Barcelona, oh, it, it was, it, it was like watching the uh, the 7-1, that you know, Germany over Brazil. Um, it, it was, that was insanity. Yeah, was, it, it, and from there, Bayern, of course, handled business against PSG. Yes, it, it just, obviously it's just a one nil. Um, but you're looking at the way you know Thiago controlled the game in what might be his, his probably his last game for the club. Um, uh, and... Yeah, the, I, I've heard Liver, uh, Liverpool rumor. Of course, it was also Thiago Silva's last game for PSG. He's now signed with Chelsea. Yeah, thirty six years old and coming to the Premier League. Uh, he's he's obviously been great for PSG, but it's not a league you want to come into at that age. Yeah, probably he's not. Train, you know, he's just there to train the players up. But um, you know, Kingsley Coleman um, with uh, the the goal to win it was excellent. Um, Neymar and um, Mbappe were a little bit off their games. They they had chances. They they kept knocking on the door. I'll tell you that much. But you know, second half, you never thought that Bayern were particularly troubled once they went ahead. Yeah, no, no, you, you, you no, they, they, they really weren't. And uh, so, uh, yeah, Bayern win the Champions League uh, for the 2019-2020 season. Yeah, Sevilla beats Inter Milan in a absolute thriller of a game, three-two. Uh, oh, uh yeah unf- yeah with, uh, with, with the winner <laughs> with the winner as an own goal oh god you know what i'm just gonna come out and say it though i i, I don't i'm not mad at sevilla winning i'm just you know kind of crushing on this inner team I it's a, a great team you know you get the feeling that next season we'll see the best of this inter team once conti has really had another summer to work it over and to to get everyone playing together. Yeah. And I've heard no more about that that thing I discussed last week about um, Conte possibly leaving. I haven't heard a damn thing since then. So, 
well, hopefully it's just rumours, you know, maybe his agent trying to get a bigger contract. Maybe, um, but... Uh, but for, yeah, but, but, yeah, was, Sevilla, oh, but yeah, Sevilla, they own, they own the Europa League. Yeah, and they, there was a lot of shit housing from the Sevilla side there as well. It, there, which, was. Which <laughs> there was. There was. Um, but but let's, tur- yeah. let's turn this back around. Oh, wait, did you have a point you wanted to make? Or? Yeah, I, I was going to say, for all those ragging on Lukaku there, he's been rejuvenated at, at Inter. He, he's been sort of the player you thought he was back in the day, back at Chelsea and before. Um, when he was coming through, he, he's you know he's got that he's got strength he's got that strength and power. He, he's not quite got the bulk I think he had, but oh, he, he's a, such a joy to watch now. He is. It, it was just a, a very unfortunate own goal, very yes. unfortunate, and I I, I I I felt awful for him. Yes, absolutely. It, 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 if there was one player who didn't deserve it, it was him. Yeah, I, I would I would tend to agree, but. You know what? And let's talk about how Alexis Sanchez has been rejuvenated too. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, Christian Eriksen having a new lease. Uh, I mean, my God. Alex- I mean, Alexis these- permanent transfer now, of course. Yes, of course. So, yeah, this is yeah. I mean, this inner team. I'm gonna love watching Serie A this season. I think. Oh yeah, I, I can see Juve uh, falling away now, um, particularly given. The, the managerial appointment of, of someone who doesn't exactly have a track record that you'd put faith in. Yeah, right. So we'll, we'll, uh, but you know, th- this isn't the biggest story to come out of that Champions League. The biggest story here is that, uh, uh, Satan got fired from Barcelona. Lionel Messi turned in a transfer request. Yeah, and Barca and La Liga are doing their best to make sure that does not happen. Yeah, they are tripping right now, especially after Messi claimed that he could leave on a free transfer. La Liga just this morning said, yeah, no, buddy. <laughs> yeah, um, really, I don't see how you're going to stop him because, you know, I, and- I think at this I think at this point, you know, normally we we are quite sympathetic to the little the not to make a joke about Messi's hike here. But the the little man in the player, we're more sympathetic to the player. Yeah, you know, um, You're awful. I'm I'm terrible. He's such a great player. I'm going right here. You know, with with all the lawyers that I like to get involved, Messi might actually have more money than Barcelona right now. So, you know. Yeah. It, it, well, if La Liga steps in, though. Yeah, La Liga has to because they don't want to lose Messi. They, you know, Ronaldo's gone. Who do they sell that league around? You know, because Barca, um, Suarez is has been told he's no longer needed. Yeah, so let's get into that too. Uh, so Ronald Koeman is now your your Barcelona manager. Um, you know, great player as a manager. Yeah, I don't know, buddy. <laughs> no, I mean, who who do you you know? Who are you selling this the La Liga around now if Messi goes? It, you know, because Griezmann is a fine player, but he's not your charismatic global superstar. And, you know, and he's a World Cup winner as well, but he's no Messi. He's no, you know, he's not a Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, you know, and the thing is, yeah, with, with Coleman saying that Luis Suarez uh, is is surplus to requirements now. Um, holy shit! What's going on with Barcelona? This is like. 
Yeah. You, you, would, th- you would think that this is like, oh, I don't know, Arsenal from, <laughs> you know, yeah, from, it, from December. Well, you, you look at it, and again, we're going to go back to the 8-2 here. Um, it's all the politics behind the scenes at Barca. They have let a great team grow old. Uh, you know, you, you look at, who's, who's the Busquets is still there, you know? Yeah. It's um yeah it's so old and Messi is what thirty four now. Yeah, I I did say something to the fact that uh, uh, Bartomeu, the 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 president Joseph Bartomeu, uh, did say that if Messi ends up staying, he was going to resign as president. Like, they, they, holy yeah. Jesus! Yeah, they are a complete shit show behind the scenes Barcelona right now they, they, it, it, it is stunning problem. how how much of a shit show they are like absolutely yeah. stunning factional shit factional squabbling it's all gone to have and you know the 8-2 was just them having basically having their pants pulled down for the world you know, oh and, yeah <laughs> yeah there, there there is no joy to take from that match if you're if you're Barcelona at all it's 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 the self-image of a club that they've had since Pep took over, uh, maybe even since Rijkaard had Ronaldinho, has been you know just it was a gap between a, what, ego and reality. It, it was you know it's what Brexit is to the UK. It's what what Ooh. hubris here, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. I I tend to agree, and unfortunately, I bought into it because I called Barca to win that game, and oh boy, was I fucking wrong. Oh yeah, well, Hansi, you can't bet against Hansi Flick's Bayern. They're a winning machine. Yeah, it, so, it, it, so it would seem at this point. Yeah, yeah, I, I so want to see them go against Liverpool because you know that would be a magnificent game right now. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think yeah. Suddenly, the Bundesliga may be a little easier to call this time. Uh, the way that Hansi Flick has this Bayern uh, club going. <laughs> yeah, the way it's going, you go. Are they going to go next season unbeaten at this rate? Yeah, so I guess maybe we'll be crushing on uh, Syria A this season, <laughs> much as we, as much as we crushed on uh, the Bundesliga last season. This season, <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, where do we go from here? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, oh, let's let's be realistic. Only two clubs are going to be able to afford Lionel Messi. Absolutely, with with his ridiculous salary, uh, even if there's no transfer to be involved, it's going to be Man City or PSG, let's face it. I've heard heard Juventus, which, fuck off, there is no fucking way Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo are going to be on the same team ever, period. I don't get how big your dressing room, I don't get how big the social distancing, there is not enough room for, for their egos in that one room. No. No, definitely not. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, and, I, you know, it's does he have a reunion with Neymar? Does he have the reunion with Pep? I would suspect it's gonna, it would be more likely to be Pep. Um, you know, d- going to a new league at 34, though, is can he make that much of a success? Well, he's not quite as quick as he can be. He's as smart in the head as he ever was, which is, you know, he's about 10 yards ahead of every, every other yeah, player. I mean, he, he, I mean, this is Lionel Messi we're discussing, so... Oh, yeah. Totally. Uh, once in a, and he, he wants a... You know, he's not going to win the Ballon d'Or this year, and neither is Cristiano. I don't care what... You know, 
Well, he's not. Well, he's never going to win a World Cup either. So, I mean, no. But I mean, just I mean the. Uh, I mean, Me- Lionel Messi seemed to be the epitome in the modern age of a one club player, and that's the thing. It's just th- 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 this is how badly Barcelona has fucked up behind yeah. the scenes. <laughs> it's it's and you know, and he knows. It, it, he's in the toilet of his career. Let's not make any bones about it. And he knows he's not going to get win another Champions League at Barca right now. Particularly given you know they the whole Arthur thing. Uh, it's you know it's there, there's no plan there. It's just a case of how do we comply with football fair play? It's right. It's there is no clue. It, you know it's they're making Arsenal in the, of the last few years look well run. You know. It, no, seriously, it, it, it's it's true. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, Barcelona—they are a disaster right now. I mean, I mean, just early days. Yeah, I I see Real Madrid retaining their title at this point. Absolutely, um, the way Barca fell apart over the last few weeks. Um, said it was he was on everyone yeah, hiding hiding to nothing. You know, he was. I would say out of his depth is an understatement. You know, he, it, it was like you know dropping a non-swimmer in the middle of the Mariana Trench. Yeah. Um, and Kuman isn't much better, to be frank, on that score, to my mind. It, yeah. And because he, he, he's got to deal with all the politics as well, and plus a team that has fallen apart. If he gets anything out of them, uh, they'll, they'll still get second place. Be oh third at worst because it's the Spanish Liga's bastard they still got so much power there um, yeah. but I cannot see them being anywhere near as good as they want to be for oh, a, good three, a good four or five years because there is a big rebuilding job to be done there oh yeah yeah. I mean if they lose Messi it's over for them for a while yeah, yeah and, 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 end of I mean there, there's no way around that so. They have the weight space, but <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but are you going to get another player of his caliber ever again? Not just like you know, you, you, Liverpool aren't going to sell to you. Uh, any of the front three, Man City aren't going to sell Kevin De Bruyne to you. And why would any Bayern player want to go anywhere else? <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah, it's um, yeah, and that's how that's going. So yeah, so, in, in, in other transfer news, John. You're, yeah. you're you're more up on this than I am. Oh, which well, should, should we go with Weston McKenney here? Because yeah, we... that that's a wild one. Weston McKenney, the 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 U.S. national team wonderkind, um, going from Schalke to Juve. Yeah, you pointed this out to me yesterday, and I I just had that gif of uh, Barack Obama going. What? Yeah, uh, yeah, Weston McKenney on, on a one-year loan deal with an option to buy. Uh, Juve spending 4.5 million euros, I think, um, on the, uh, yeah. uh, you know, just to loan in Weston McKinney. Uh, it, it, you know, the second he takes the pitch, he will become the first American to uh, to, to to wear the stripes. Right. Wow. It, yeah. <laughs> no one saw that coming even a week ago. I'm pretty I, sure. I, I remember hearing what, some. I mean, I heard some rumors about Weston McKinney possibly going to the Premier League, but yeah. Juve? Holy shit! Yeah, it, it's an interesting one. Um, 
I, I just wonder, you know, is is he going to start for them? Is he going to, or is he just holding out the bench there? I don't uh, know. Good question. Good question. Well, I guess we'll see when it starts coming. You know, or who does he spell Ronaldo or something? You know, if yeah. Ronaldo's <laughs> his uh, time off. Uh, in other transfer news, who was the uh, the the one that Spurs just grabbed from Wolves? Uh, Matt Doherty. Yeah, I, I heard a story about him. <laughs> I, I think I'll let you tell this one because it's as funny as hell. <laughs> from what I understand, uh, Spurs have instructed their new signing, Matt Doherty, from 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 Wolves to yeah. um, to delete old tweets because Matt Doherty is an Arsenal fan. <laughs> now playing for Spurs. Uh, I know so many Liverpool players and fans what used to be Everton, like uh, Rushy, Carragher, etc. But <laughs> in the age of social media, it's quite hilarious. Wasn't there a similar thing about Tim Sherwood when he became Spurs manager because his father was an Arsenal fan? Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember hearing something about that. I, but you know I, what? Hey, the, those same people who were talking about this on, on Talk Shite this morning, um, I, I have a bone to pick with Talk Shite because I have now heard two people on this network bury that kit that Arsenal were wearing yesterday, the the, the, the marble kit. How dare you, sir? That kit is dope. It's the marble halls of Highbury. It is. <laughs> it, yeah, that kit is dope. That's, that's sweet. I, I like that you. kit. Yeah, we we will be doing the, yeah, and we will bury some, frankly. Yeah, I, I, we we will be. Yeah, although I, yeah, you know what? I think I I take your point now about the 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 Liverpool kit because, yeah, that's not great. No, I did. Everyone's going. Oh, it, it'll look better on. I'm going. No, no, no. It, it really didn't. <laughs> I, I, it's what I, it was. What I was really worried about when we were, we were signing with not. Yeah, the money's nice, but. I yeah. really Nike's yeah Nike's kit uh, a lot of kit standards because I mean I have several Arsenal Nike shirts and those look nice but uh, some standards uh, somewhere ha- have dropped although you know what uh, Nike's shirt for uh, for Inter this coming season pretty fly so yeah. um, the Barcelona away kit as well is really nice but, I, if uh, you, you look back, but again. We'll we'll do this on the fashion show. Yeah, we, yeah, it, 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 yeah. A forthcoming episode, maybe not the next episode because the Premier League will be starting that weekend. So I think we're going to be concentrating on that. Um, but um, yeah, the 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 next weekend, uh, yeah, the, probably the the episode after that. Yeah, we're going to get get our uh, our our this year's edition of the fashion show. Um, Harry Maguire, what the fuck happened with him? What what has he done? <laughs> What has he done, John? <laughs> what has he done? He is... He looks to be digging himself as far deep in the shit as he can. You know, first rule of holes, when you're in them, start freaking digging. <laughs> Harry Potter went, uh, was, uh, went to Mykonos. Oh, um, I, I can't remember if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Hungary, Greece, and got involved in a little fracas. Um he has since been accused by the Greek police of attempted bribery, uh, you know, pulling the Ooh. do you know who I am trick. Um, 
And he has since done an interview um, proclaiming himself 100% innocent um, because I think it was uh, my, they were trying to, men were trying to drug my sister. I'm going, are you supposed to be doing this when you're appealing the actual conviction that the Greek authorities have made? Yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds like, yeah, he, he's in a world of shit here. Yeah, and not being unfair, um, Stephen Gerrard got uh, was in a trial. You may remember it um, just over a decade back for something reasonably similar, getting into a bar, a bar altercation. You, if you are a captain of a big club, you know, and Man United, much as I would hate like it to be otherwise, are still a big club. Um, you have to be smarter than that. You have to not get involved. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sure this story is going to rumble on and on, but Harry Maguire, it, it's, as a Liverpool fan, I find it almost hilarious. You know, we signed Virgil van Dijk. <laughs> they have to suddenly up the record for a defender to 18 million for something they look like they played the English player tax on quite horribly. Yeah, well, as long as uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doesn't end up writing a book called Manchester United on Trial, uh, I think we'll uh, I think we'll all be okay in the end. Although I do remember seeing a stat somewhere that um, basically that um, Man United paid more for Harry Maguire than Bayern than Bayern Munich paid for their whole squad. <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's have a look at how many Champions Leagues that's worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's move on out of England for a minute. Uh, let's go a little north up to Scotland. Uh, what the fuck were Celtic thinking? Uh, they uh, two, two, two matches from Celtic postponed because several, several Celtic players, and I guess uh, some Aberdeen ones as well, Yes. Um. Also, all broke a curfew. A, a COVID-related curfew. Oh yes, and you know you can say, I'm sure you don't want to men- don't want to mention the Celtic the the karmic Champions League result in the week as well. Oh yeah, well yeah, and now Celtic have crashed out of the Champions League too. Um, oh, Neil Lennon, dear God. Yeah, I, yeah. Again, I, I, I never had any faith in him to be. No. Um, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it, it's well known. You know, sport is being rightly being paranoid about, um, you know, the, the chance of getting infected. You know, you are, you. There are only tentative steps towards getting crowds back in. I think in Germany, um, but and I believe in the upcoming. Um, European Super Cup. Um, there will be some fans in the stadium for that. But if everyone is being paranoid, you do not fuck about. You know, they got a bollocking from Nicola Sturgeon, who is Scotland's first minister here. Yeah, and rightly <laughs> so. Yeah, no, yeah. Celtic are uh, Celtic are just fucking it up right now. And I mean, yeah, they they, they beat Motherwell three nil today. But yeah, you beat Motherwell. I mean, come on. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's Celtic are frankly um, almost unstoppable in Scotland right now. Yeah, anyway, I mean, so. and, and they're they're two. They have two games in hand, but you know what? It was through their own doing that they have these two games in hand. Yes, 
it's they're only going to make it worse for themselves if they have to play catch up later on. You know, yeah. how you fit the games in. Yeah. So, yeah, Celtic are kind of uh, on punishment with me right now. So, uh, yeah. hey, uh, big ups to uh, hey Loch Ness FC. How are you? Hey. Oh, I, I should say as well. Mention the Champions League. There's the they're coming in the role with if you know if. Um, a team has to not play due to COVID, they are forfeiting the match as well. So that's happening with a lot of smaller clubs around at the minute. Uh Uh-oh. But if it happens to bigger clubs, that's something to watch later on. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, at this point I can see where that might be the case, that they may institute that, fairly or unfairly. Yeah. But, um... So yeah, now Scotland, of course, I can't watch anywhere because not not even Bleacher Report has Scotland this year. Dear God. So, but if you're in the U.S. and you want to watch the Bundesliga, if you want to watch Hansi Flick's Bayern Munich storm the Bundesliga this year, uh, you will be on the worldwide leader of sports, ESPN. They have picked up the Bundesliga. Um, so that is two major leagues that fox fox sports has lost in the last seven years do they have anyone left uh this is who fox sports carries as far as our our preferred sport here they have major league soccer of course uh um, oh, yeah they, they have them they are carrying the u.s men's and women's national teams they have the rights to the fifa world cup the fifa women's world cup and that's big and cool. the, and the confederations cup as well as Copa Centro Americana. But what's been their big acquisition to replace the Bundesliga, John? The Bundesliga and, and Liga MX is yeah, they, they yeah, they don't even have Liga MX at this point. They they do not have they do not have Liga MX at this point. Their big acquisition to to, to stop the bleeding and uh, to still have uh, a presence in in, in football. I am eagerly a witness to see which league of titans could possibly replace all the great leagues they have lost there. Well, well, John, NBC has the Premier League. Yeah. E- ESPN now has, uh, they have Serie A, they have the Bundesliga, and they carry uh, the championship, too, as well as the FA Cup. Oh, damn, that's, that's a good the, lineup, the, actually. The, the FA Cup. Uh, BN Sports, of course, carries um, La Liga. And they carry mm-hmm. all sorts of France. They carry Ligue 1, the Coupe de France, Coupe de, de la Ligue, and uh, the Trophée des Champions. Yeah. Uh, des Champions. Uh, they carry the um, PSG's uh, UEFA Women's Champions League matches, as well as right. Copa Libertadores, Copa Sudamericana, Recopa Sudamericana, and the African Cup of Nations. That, that's all I'm being... Fox Sports, in order to, to stop the bleeding here yeah. with their football coverage, they've acquired the Canadian Premier League. Wow. I had no idea Canada <laughs> had a Premier League. <laughs> Canada has a league. That's that's your start. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, and no yeah. offense to Canada, but I mean, I, I love watching the Grey Cup every year. And, and without taking a piss, it, it's... The best teams play in the U.S. league, anyway, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, they certainly are Canadian teams that play in the U.S. league, yes. 
In fact, there's Canadian, there are, were Canadian teams in the USL even, and in, in, in the NASL too. I don't know. I, I don't know with you know after the NASL fell away. Maybe they've all been. Maybe they're all part of this Canadian Premier. But I, I you know, good lord. Oh <laughs> uh, man! At, at one time, Fox Sports was the only network carrying football. And the only they one. <laughs> And now they are. They had a whole channel dedicated to it that we're going to be discussing in our main topic, believe it or not. Wow, that's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll 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 mention. Yeah, we'll get into that. But yeah, my God, this network has fallen. And you know what? With the with the 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 cast of utter assholes that they have on that station, like Warren Barton and Alexi Lawless and Rob Stone. Uh, you know what? It's no more than they deserve, quite frankly. <laughs> I, I feel bad for Ian Joy though, because I do like him. Maybe he he's moved over because he went from he went he he went over to Fox when they picked up the Bundesliga because of course Ian Joy used to play at St. Pauli. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, he, he, we, I like him already. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like Ian Joy. He's he he is fun to listen to on being sports. Um, uh, but uh. Yeah, so that yeah, that's the state of uh, football on TV now. Again, uh, Champions League are on CBS All Access, which I am not going to pay for, even though they do have you know all the Star Trek, the new Star Trek shows. But you know what? From everything I've seen, the new Star Trek shows are uh, maybe really not worth <laughs> paying the money. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of Star Trek in my time. I'm not convinced I need to see more just yet. Yeah, you know, I, I think maybe Star Trek is the thing that is coming, whose time has come and gone. But uh, you know, we'll. I mean, the JJ, the first JJ Abrams movie was good, but then it was just kind of diminishing returns after that. Oh, nasty! What, what was the one? Uh, someone said it was uh, Jim said on it was, yeah, the the last one. Uh, Star Trek Beyond relies on Zachary Quinto Spock reading the press release for the previous movie. You're like, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that, that that's where that is. So, uh, all right. That's all the news I've got. John, you got anything else uh, before I, we uh, I, I before we move on? Gone a long on that one, a long way on that one. But you know, it's the off season. Nothing happens in the off season, does it? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, that's why we uh, we will have today's topic: football TV shows. John and Jeffrey review, rate, and reminisce about fictitious football on TV. Please stay tuned. And we're back. 
the second half of episode 42 of the Bursting Balls podcast. Today, football TV shows, John and Jeffrey review, rate and reminisce about fictional football teams on television. Yet just how bad has TV been at portraying the beautiful game? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to see just how bad um, <laughs> they, they've been. So uh, who? What, do you want to start this one? Well, um, let's, uh, yeah, I, I'm quite happy to go first. Um, okay, you you start off this one. We, we, we each have three choices here, so... Uh, cool. I'll, although I'll, I'll let you do two in a row at some point because I want to do I want to do the one last. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Cool. Okay. Um, the first one I'm going to go for is um, the manageress, and you can tell from the very title there, even if you're not familiar with it, what the high concept is here. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't you go ahead and, and, and explain this a little bit? Yeah. It, it's 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 um. It's um, Sherry Lungi, um, who's been in all sorts of stuff. Um, BBC adaptations of Shakespeare, um, etc. Um, plays, uh, what was her name again? Uh, I've got this note down. Yes, Gabriella Benson, um, who, and, and here's a slightly unlikely background. Her dad is a UEFA executive, and she owns a small chain of health clubs um and she is appointed to be the manager of a struggling second division football team oh boy um and you have warren clark here um who um i guess in america is probably best known for um being in a clockwork orange um playing uh, martin fisher who is an old school club chairman um who appointed her um literally chomps his cigars and as northern as they come and also um tom georgian uh, um who's probably no space between the lines but i'm guessing you and i best know him as a policeman in legopolis um <laughs> the, the, the one who got shrunk yeah that's uh, well it's the one who fun yeah that's it um this is where we, this is where we remind everybody that two doctor who nerds are producing a football podcast <laughs> it could only happen here um yeah he plays a guy called eddie johnson who is an old school chauvinist coach who's pissed off that he got passed over the job and may i say i have never heard the word shite talk used so appropriately and poetically as he uses it in this show it's brilliant <laughs> um yeah, um, the first series is exactly what you'd expect. It deals with what would a woman in charge of a football club, what problems would she run into? And, you know, it's got um, Mark McGann, um, you know, brother of Paul, um, dropping his trousers in front of her. Um, oh, and Jesus. her just being... Yeah, and her, her just going like, yeah, put it away, you'll catch it there. You know, it's it's quite nicely dealt with, that one, to be fair. Um, so yeah, and it just runs through it. You know, it's, she runs this, uh, her fitness club thing is new age, um, yoga based. And she absolutely hammers them in the second episode of fitness. It's quite hilarious. You know, she, she outdoes them in every fitness test you can think of. So, 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 so basically predicting Arson Wenger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
predating, you know, it, it's forward-looking. Um, yeah, well, so at, when was this on the air? It was in 1989-90, so, you know, way before, way back when English football was pretty much a complete mess. You know, it, it's an old score. It's, a, you know, <laughs> win or lose on the booze at the end of the day. It's, it's you know, Fergie was still trying to root out the Man United drinking culture at this point. Who Apparently, according to the, the creator, he was a fan as well. He watched it. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, I... I... I have to say, just because of the time period, this remind I, I, I never saw this show, of course. Um, it's, it, on it, YouTube. it's on YouTube or DVD. really? Oh, my. Yeah. Um, this it's rem- all stuff. But this reminds me of the the original HBO comedy that they produced called First and Ten, which was about a woman who takes charge of an American football team. Uh, this is also known as what Delta Burke did before designing women. <laughs> Yeah, and the thing it's I mean, if if I remember, is there is it there's one female coach in the NFL, um, as far as I know, and that is oh, oh yeah at uh, the at the Forty uh, Niners at the Forty Niners yeah um, yeah tw- yeah forty years after that show was on the air yes <laughs> yeah and, and again um, there's been no no uh, there's very few moves towards women's coaching almost almost even within the women's game it's just sort of getting there that way. Um, you know, the only woman who's had a really prominent football role is Karen Brady. <laughs> it's, yeah. you know, it's, no one, it, there are very, very few women involved on the football side of things, despite the fact they may and probably do have as many good ideas and as many, as much coaching expertise as a lot, as a lot of men. You know, it's, you know, it, it was, it was interesting at the time. Um, but again, it's you go. Have we gone backwards over forty years in that way, or thirty years for this one? Yeah, you know, it's we don't. It, it's mindsets have not changed, despite the fact we like to think you know we are. Yeah, maybe more, I, well, I, I think sports has been one of the 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 last frontiers as far as acceptance of of, of women uh, being involved in the in the men's game. Yeah, um, you know, among other things. You know, yeah. some other bullshit. Yeah, that we're not really going to get into right now, but um, 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 as well, I should say, um, it ended with her actually making a success of it because you know she transformed the team from a rabble and she got them promoted at the end. Oh, but well, it, that's nice. And it kind of ended on a cliffhanger. Um, yeah, they were in a new stadium at the end, um, and ended on a cliffhanger with her pregnant because you know, it's never oh, resolved. I, I can only <laughs> imagine what the drama there was yeah, exactly it's, it's obvious time in certain ways but it, it's it is an interesting watching it again i i haven't watched it in a few years so i i'm not in any way saying that it will stand up to you know what we've had since fair enough fair enough well, uh, my first pick is going to be the the first ever football drama i saw uh, on tv um, this was uh, shown on Fox Sports World, which was the original Fox network that showed the Premier League. Oh my and, God! Which is, the... which is what <laughs> bro- which is what you know basically all uh, cable TV. Um, here in the in this country, uh, the show is called Dream Team. <laughs> uh, this need to explain it to the UK audience. <laughs> wait, 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 say that again. 
You don't need to explain this one to the UK audience. No, I don't, but I do definitely need to explain it to the American audience. Oh, hell yes. Um, this was a show that was aired on Sky One from 1997 to 2007. Apparently, yeah. the first guest on the fictitious Harchester United in the in the grand tradition of Melchester and Fulchester, um, you know, just put put a few yeah. put three syllables and then chest you know three were three letters and then ch chester on the end and yeah. you have a you have an english town that has Pretty a fo that has a football team <laughs> um now i the first season centered on the youth team i don't think i saw any of that i think everything was it was after that when it was all uh focused on the first team um this was a shite soap opera of a show and it was <laughs> fucking ridiculous up to up to and including how they filmed this in which they the footage to put the actors into pre-existing match footage yes that sky had copyright too yes <laughs> it only it's fulfilled off quota for original drama I, 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 I watched this off and on. This show fucking sucked. <laughs> oh, it, it's hilarious. And do, do you want to know the best thing? For various reasons, I had two Harchester shirts, which I got very cheap. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I see here that they actually made kit for this. Yeah, oh yeah, and they sold it as well. Um, we are um, six aside team, um, which won its league in the first year of its existence, I have to say. <laughs> Um, we we went. What what can we get cheap? We can get the Harchester shirts. No one's going to be wearing purple as well. <laughs> on, on there you go. Now, now see, you know the thing is, is I think purple looks dope. Oh, uh, it, the, the, I, I think the, purple looks quite dope as, oh. as as a uni, as a kit color. Oh God, yeah. And there was the uh, let's have the, yeah. There was the obligatory plane crash, as I remember. Um. It's much more football as wide well than, than actual on the football side of things, really. Yeah, um, it, it, I mean, this was a, just a complete sober. I'm going to read from the Wikipedia entry here. Um, you know, season three that followed that the season that followed focused on the club fighting a relegation, yet somehow also qualifying for the Champions League, but being demoted down to the football league for financial irregularities and corruption after they were found guilty of match fixing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, here we go. Uh, as the show developed, the storylines became more and more extravagant with the character death toll rising significantly in the oh. later series. Some of the most outlandish storylines included a, a striker being shot by a sniper after winning the FA Cup. Well, sounds yeah. like a two-minute warning. <laughs> uh, a fan being brought onto the pitch to play during a game and later becoming a Premier League star. And a goalkeeper in gambling debt holding the entire team hostage before being killed by a SWAT team with yeah, the show was... ending with the with the stadium on fire as they win the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, there, there was a guy, uh, there's was, was a player called Fletch, who was basically a main character for, what's it, eight seasons. It, it, it wasn't Chevy Chase, was it? No, no. It, it wasn't. He, he was even more hilarious, but in the wrong way. Who <laughs> we followed him through up through eight years. You know, he stuck through a Harchester by thick and thin. 
and ended up dying at the end of the season, I believe by being impaled on a dressing room peg by his manager. Oh, God! Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, it, it's... And, and you own two of these shirts. They're, they're dope shirts, what can I say? <laughs> the, yeah. I, 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 need to see, I need to see pics of these. Um, if I can find them, you you will be quite welcome to them. <laughs> okay, yeah, because the uh, because I'm al- I'm already using the the Harchester United badge as the, as the uh, the episode graphics. So. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> now you I said did. you wanted to do the last the very last one for some reason. Um, so what does that mean? For, do Do you want me to take uh, the next yeah, one? Yeah, take the next one as well. Here. Okay. Well, on the flip side of this, um, I did mention that Dream Team, of course, was on. Fox Sports World here in this country during the early days of the Premier League uh, being on TV. Um, this next one uh, had its genesis in the in the days when NBC had started to pick up the Premier League. Uh, yeah. But this is a show that, and this is also now the reason why I decided to do this episode. Uh, I wanted to do this topic too. Uh, this is a currently running show on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, they they are releasing the the episodes weekly. Uh, episode they're up to episode five in a ten episode season. It's been renewed for a second season already. Wow! Uh, the 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 show is called Ted Lasso, and this should sound familiar to you, John, because I have talked to you about this numerous times. Oh yes. Um, Ted Lasso is a character created by Jason Sudeikis. And this was a character he played in the initial ads uh, for the Premier League on NBC Sports, in which Ted Lasso is an American football, college football coach, who becomes the manager of the Tottenham Hotspurs. (laughs) And the first time you ever see him, he's on the phone saying, this is uh, Coach Ted Lasso, the Tottenham Hotspurs. I'll just speak to the Queen, please. <laughs> and it just went from there. Uh, these Matt, these ads were absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, they, they, they did two series of them. What you know, one in the initial NBC season, and then the one se- second one. Well, he is uh, at the end of the first ad. He is of course fired from from Spurs after a, a record uh, thirty five minutes in charge of. <laughs> Of, of the club, but he That's has his, but he, point. <laughs> yeah, right. But he has a, a Jersey, a commemorative Jersey with his nickname on it that he was, he was proud of his nickname that the, that the players gave him immediately wanker. <laughs> so in, in the second ad, um, he, he was bust down to, uh, coaching a, uh, a, 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 a little league girls, Club in which they had to explain the offside rule to him because they knew the offside rule and he did not. And furthermore, he he explained what uh, what every team needs was heart commitment and a sponsorship by a Middle Eastern airline. <laughs> but happy ending for this. Uh, the second ad also had him um, talking with a guy at a at. At the uh, at a bar, it was Tim Howard, and of course, he said that he looks just like the uh, goalkeeper for the U.S. Men's National Team, <laughs> which, by the way, was Tim Howard. Uh, but happy at, and also uh, Ted Lasso going to the um, going to a, a a game wearing his uh, his special Spurs jersey with a bunch of Arsenal fans. 
to much hilarity. But good news at the end of the second ad campaign, he got a call. He he's got a uh, he's got a job at a new at a newly promoted Premier League side, Leicester City. <laughs> now we we fast forward to now. Of course, the, those ads were in two thousand. Uh, 13 and, and 2014. They were absolutely hilarious. Uh, this show is more of a standard sitcom. Um, he is, you know, there a uh, a a woman has has taken control of AFC Richmond, a a fictitious club, in a divorce, um, and has hired Ted Lasso to, you know, a, a, as a, uh, a you know a, as an experiment. The experiment being, she wants to completely destroy the club. Um, so. And, and of course, they they added some drama to the to the show. Like you know, he he's gone to England because uh, you know Ted's gone to England because uh, his wife wanted some space and, and 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 all that. So they're they're trying to give some pathos to the character instead of being the the blowhard jackass that uh, you know oh, made, yeah. made, that made that the ads hilarious. But the you know it, it is a decent show. I, I it is genuinely funny in places. Um, Jason Sudeikis is one of the creators of the show, so I, I, I have a distinct feeling that he was actually behind the ads to begin with and is actually a fan of the sport. Yeah, I, I, the, the one thing I'll say about it, it's the, the footage actually looks quite decent. They made, uh, is it Sellers Park, I think, is filmed that? Um, they made I, that. I, I believe so, yeah. Um, the only thing I say, occasionally they have the British characters speaking in the American, you know, in, in Americanisms, so, you know, occasionally you have them say tie instead of draw and i know t- but i did yeah. like you know, um the, the gag about whales in there as well <laughs> that that does resonate <laughs> right but i mean some of the some of the jokes from the first from the first from the first uh nbc ad are are all through that like uh we're gonna give it everything we've got for the fir- for all four quarters two halves <laughs> you know <laughs> just, you know just yelling at them you know win, your, win or you, lose or draw <laughs> you know just it's it's the culture clash thing. It's you know that yeah. that's yeah that's all. yeah. Except again, they they they've softened the character. He's not quite the blowhard jackass that he was in in the commercials that that made the commercials so hilarious. But I I swear to God, I think that those commercials really help sell uh, the Premier League on NBC. And I mean, obviously, it's paying dividends. They're in their seventh year of carrying the league now. And at least they're going through until 2021. So at least maybe 2022 even. Sweet. So, all right. Uh, up next, what do you got? Okay. Uh, again, this is going back to uh, sort, of, sort of just about childhood, uh, you know, just about teen years. I'm going to go with a show called Jossie's Giant. I'm, it's one of these. It still has an 80s theme. Oh, I could still sing the theme tune too. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's you know we're called Jossie's Giants. Football's just a branch of science. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my oh, yeah. god! By the yeah. way, you could sing along. You could possibly sing along to the Ted Lasso theme because it's by uh, Marcus Mumford. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, God, no, not the Mumfords. Die in hell. <laughs> you know what? I you know what? I will still die on the hill. That I thought that their first album was actually pretty damn good. That's fair. That's fair. I, I just, yeah, I, I'll, I can talk about this at length at some point after. Yeah. I'll run. <laughs> anyway, back to Jossie's Giants. Another show I, I, I never saw, but go ahead. No. Um, it's written by, um, it was and created by a guy called Sid Waddell. 
I don't know if you've heard of Sid Waddell. It, it sounds familiar, but I can't think of why. He is. Um, he was most renowned for um, being a brilliant, a quite brilliant darts commentator. Um, the the line that everyone will quote is, you know, um, Alexander the Great cried salt tears when he realised he had conquered the, the entire known world, everything there is to conquer. Eric Bristow's only twenty one. I've heard this line before. It's brilliant. I have heard this line before. You, you I would recommend just looking at everything. Say what the hell? It's it's at the lower end of the football thing. It's about essentially a a kids football team. Um, they are uh, you know they are the arse end of everything. It's you know they they've got a shithole for a, a pitch for a club, and they. Uh, it happens that so that you know a guy watching called it, it's it's called Jossie Blair, um, who is an ex legendary pro here, um, who who are, are they all reluctantly yeah who reluctantly you know the first episode is all about him agreeing to help them, and you know it, it's all it's a, just a little sort of struggles. It's like you know they they are told they they are gonna their clubhouse is gonna fall through. Um, Jossie ends up. Uh, Play, getting them friendly against an Italian side at one point, um, and it, the the thing that really makes it stand out, it had um, football stars at the time. You know, Bobby Charlton makes an appearance in it. Oh, um, wow. Willie McFall, who was the manager of Newcastle at the time, makes an appearance. And also, they they one episode is about them going to see a question of sport. And Brian Robson, who was the biggest football star in England at the time, makes an appearance. Wow. Now, He's now, not when, now when was this on? <laughs> now, when was this on? It was 87, I think, 87, 88. Wow. Two okay. And it was just good, good, feel-good kids TV. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I was starting to get the you know when we initially thought of the of the topic, we said dramas, but it turns out that most of these seem to be comedies. Yeah, well, I, I think there's a lot of potential for tragedy and comedy in football, isn't there? <laughs> well, I, I mean, Dream Team. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Dream Team thought that they were you know doing a fine drama, but really it was you know <laughs> it was a awful bullshit. I mean, at least I'm glad that we can agree that the fact that it was, you know, god awful bullshit. <laughs> oh, but, but addictive god awful bullshit. <laughs> you know <laughs> that that you bought two shirts of. It, uh, it's like McDonald's, isn't it? It's you know, it, it's it's bad for you, but you still have. But sometimes, still have... sometimes you just got a house of McGriddle, you know. <laughs> That's the one. Okay, uh, my final pick is a more modern one. Um, this is um, this is uh, the the only one I think we're going to be doing that's not in English as his native language either. Yeah, uh, this is uh, Club de Cuervos, a uh, a Mexican show. Uh, this was uh, the first original Spanish language Netflix series. Wow. Uh, it, it's, uh, run, it, it appears to have run its course. It was on, uh, you know, it ran four seasons starting from 2015 all the way, uh, you know, up to 2019, uh, mm -hmm. set in the fictional city of Nuevo Toledo, 
Um, and they, of course, the the uh, the club is uh, Cuervos FC, the 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 Crows. Wow. And um, so uh, yeah, so this is about uh, a brother and sister who gain control of the club, and the uh, you know, and the, all the uh, the intrigue and drama that go along with it. Um, Chava or Salvador Iglesias Jr. wants to transform the club into the Real Madrid of Latin America, but of course is completely incompetent. And uh, his sister is more equipped to his sister Isabel Iglesias Reina, more equipped to uh, experience and equipped to run the club, but uh, really just doesn't care. <laughs> so, and of course is passed over the presidency because uh, she is a woman. So uh, another seemingly recurring theme. In, in in these shows that we're picking up here, uh, the show was uh, filmed filmed in uh, Pachuca, you know, where they have, of course, a, uh, a, cl- a decent club of their own. Yes, in, in the real world, um, and it has won uh, it won mu- multiple uh, Latin American TV awards as well. Really? Yes. Oh wow! Because they like the telenovelas, don't they? Don't they? If yeah, I remember, they do. So yeah, I mean, this is actually. I mean, yeah, it, it's a comedy drama. Um, I mean, sometimes it's ridiculous. It never gets to dream team levels, though. But um, does anything? Frankly. Oh my god! But uh, no, this is actually pretty well regarded and uh, won some awards and and won uh, you know mostly positive reviews from the critics too. Oh, so yeah, man. if you uh, if you can if you get it on uh, you can get it on your Netflix uh, Club de Cuervos. If I can find it, I will look for it. So yeah, I, I I recommend it. It's it's a, it's a fun watch. Sweet. Okay, talking of Netflix, should we go on to the last choice? Uh yeah, I think I know what this choice is too. Yeah, I I want this one because I want something to bury at the end here. <laughs> what Dream Team wasn't enough? Oh no no let let's I, I'm sure you know like me you were a a huge fan of the aristocratic, fellating horror that is Downton Abbey. Uh, I never watched a single fucking episode of that, and Two. I didn't need to because, goddammit, when I was growing up, I had upstairs-downstairs. Exactly. And, frankly, that's much, much better. Hell yeah. Because, for but, one thing, because for one thing, upstairs-downstairs had a Sesame Street version, too, so... Oh, did it? Oh, yeah, you never knew that? No. Oh, no. let me t- okay. Let me sidetrack this for two seconds. So, of course, um, upstairs, downstairs in the in the U.S., which I I never knew up until recently that that was actually a product of um, someone who has inf- who has uh, guested on Doctor Who several times, named Gene Marsh. Oh yes, um, uh, who, who you may know as the 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 the, the villainess in uh, in in Willow in the movie Willow. Yes, it was. But um, in any way, in any event, um, so it was shown here on in the U.S. on PBS on Masterpiece Theater, which was hosted by Alastair Cook. Oh, wow. So you could probably see where the Sesame Street version is going when uh, it was a segment on Monsterpiece Theater hosted by Alastair Cookie. It was Cookie Monster <laughs> acting as Alastair Cook. And... <laughs> <laughs> they, they, and, and upstairs, downstairs was literally Grover going up and down a flight of stairs. 
Uh, <laughs> but anyway, back to Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah. So once you know you've run out of material for uh, Downton Abbey, once your once your golden goose has laid its last egg, what's the logical place to go? Oh no! Football. Oh no! <laughs> I know! I know the show now. Yeah, we're talking uh, this year. I believe it was this year it came out. Um. The English Game, which uh, he, which Julian Fellows goes back to Victorian, and, and I'm and allow me to you know use the inverted commas here, culture clash here, where <laughs> football becomes a game handed down from the beneficent wealthy to the proles. Oh Jesus Christ. Which seems a little ahistorical to me, um, honestly. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that, that that does not seem like that is historically accurate. No, he he is uh, reading through the the oh, the amateur, um, you know, the old Etonians as as a force in the game. It's a game of the upper class, you know, in the same way he, it goes for rugby. And that, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, like I said, from what I everything I know about football, it's always been a people's game. Yes. And you would be right. It's it is the the dialogue is every bit as frankly tragically terrible as that in Downton Abbey, and it it it's just it's schlock with a nice sheen on it, you know, with with a good camera. Yeah. <laughs> with... Oh boy. Uh, you know, you, you look at the career of Julian Fellows and you wonder, how did he get to this point? <laughs> he did Gosford, he, he's a well-connected Tory. How's that? Well, there, yeah, that, that seems to be the only requirement here. Because, yeah, Downton Abbey, nothing about that ever fucking appealed to me. It seemed, yeah. you know, sounded like. Um, you know, and, um, yeah, when I, I, I have not watched an episode of the English game, nor do I plan to, because I watched the preview of that. I said, my, my honey and I just like, yeah, also, you know, having roots in the game, you know, her both, you know, she has family that played professionally in Poland. Um, and we just kind of looked at each other like, what the fuck is this? Yes, <laughs> it's. For, yeah. for, for of our inclination, it is anathema is the best word there, probably. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's you know, it's it's essentially about football going professional. Um you know, and it's yeah, it's it's setting up these aristocrats chaps as the founders of the modern game and you're going, no, no. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, I, 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 oh, some bad feedback there. Sorry about that, listeners. Um, yeah, th this seems uh, ahistorical at best. Yeah, the, there's it's it plays a little fast and loose with history. It's generally actually not too bad with the accuracy, as far as I know, or as far as I can see. Um, you know, they um, they use Blackburn as a club when um, I believe it had more than one club at the time, for instance. Right. So uh, yeah, it's it's about you know it's about old Etonians. Do do you ever, uh, especially right now with a with the fucking government government, do we really need to watch a show about old Etonians? No. Oh fuck no. 
Yeah, I think we've seen how the I, I think I, I, we've seen how the Etonians ha, have done by uh, by 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 the uh, the the state of the world at this point. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, everything oh. about this show just seemed like a a, a pay in to the the, uh, the 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 largesse of of the. Uh, of uh, the, the 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 what what's the word I'm looking for the noblesse oblige of yeah. the uh, uh, of the upper crust and uh, yeah fuck that noise the the gifts they hand down to the the dirty scum at the bottom so to speak from their point of view yeah so yeah fuck that noise sorry you know <laughs> hey yeah there you see dream team we didn't bury that no <laughs> you can acknowledge there's some joy to be had from it this it it's just it's not good even allowing for that. Yeah, so, so you've actually watched this then? I watched the first episode and just went, I cannot take it any freaking more. Oh, Jesus. I, I, well, then you're, uh, you're, you're a braver man than I, sir. Oh, yeah, Carolyn. I, I, I know I've kind of grown up in recent years because Carolyn actually watched the last episode of Downton Abbey again, my wife, and I didn't say a word. <laughs> I managed to keep my mouth shut. Just kind of uh, seethed in. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I think one thing we've we've come here is that yeah, it, it seems like uh, football, particularly sports in general, uh, as TV dramas seem to be either you know it, it's you know like the Friday Night Lights, you know, deadly serious, yes, to, to the point of parody or. Just you know, they 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 try to you know, it, it, or it's cutesy, or it's you know, the the setting for hijinks. It, it never seems like it actually gets any actual respect. No, one way or another, it's <laughs> it's the, yeah. The, yeah. There's no there's no realism in football drama. The manageress was possibly close to it, but yeah. now you know what? There is a show I could I could have mentioned, but I think. I, I honestly think that the football was window dressing. It was just a lead into the actual story. Yeah. Uh, that would be Dogs of Berlin, the German show that's on Netflix. I haven't seen it. Uh, I highly recommend it. I, I don't count it as a foot. I mean, again, it, there's some. There's a lot of football in it, but it, it really is a crime drama. It involves, you know, a, a sect of white supremacists at one point, too. Wow. Um. But yeah, if you're gonna watch anything, yeah, if you're gonna watch a Netflix uh, drama about the game, uh, fuck the English game. Watch Dogs of Berlin. It's again great uh, German uh, German football drama, uh, crime drama. I really should have had it on my list. Come to think of it, but you know what? Uh, we're here now. I can do it now. Any other late additions you want to make, real quick? Or uh, no, I was gonna leave it with that. <laughs> The, the only stuff, the other stuff is just plain horror. Like, you know, footballers' wives is. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that show. I forgot oh, about. Man. Oh yeah, fuck that. There's not much football. In fact, I don't think there's any football in there. It's just about the wives and girlfriends, which yeah, tells me so much about that culture of the late nineties. Yeah, yeah, tell. Yeah, no, I feel you there. All right, well, in that case, you know, of the shows that we talked about, uh, I, I actually recommend. I, I can recommend. Ted Lasso, uh, Dogs of Berlin, and Club de Cuervos. Uh, John, uh, any of the ones that we discussed that you can, you can actually recommend? 
Um, I, I, I would, I would, the period, the manager and Jossie's Giants, I would say a period pieces. I am not sure how they stand up at the time, but I, I, I loved them at the time. So, um, well, we not, we know that things sometimes don't age well. So. Oh yeah, it, 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 the nostalgic sheen hides a lot of sins. Indeed, indeed. Okay, well, I think that will do it for episode forty-two of the Busting Balls podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us bustingballspod at gmail dot com. Uh, you're listening to us through either our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloud.com slash busting dash balls, or on the PWOM podcasting network, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only, excuse me. And you can find us on Spotify, search busting balls podcast. John, any final words? Prepare for another season of red domination, my friends. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Arsenal wears red too, brother. Well, you know, second place. You can have second place. I'm quite happy with that. Mm, okay. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, well, I think uh, when next we do an episode, the the Premier League season will have kicked off. So uh, we'll yeah, have so- some uh, we'll have some things to discuss there. So until then, it's good night for me. And it's good night from him. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Good night.